This is the Grey Area Podcast, talking all things rap and hip-hop from the UK to across the pond. The facts are black and white, but our opinions are somewhere in the middle. We're about the music, not the gossip. Positive more than negative. Quality over quantity. Substance is worth more than clickbait. Slow time. We've got, we got to start at the beginning to get to where we're getting yeah. to with this review, I guess. Yeah. So... Mm. Yeah, let's do it. What, what was let's everyone's thoughts on Slow Tie before Tyrone or Tyron? I don't know how we're saying it. Before, Ty, I thought it was Tyron, but that's I what I thought. Called Tyron, yeah, Tyron, yeah. yeah. Um, so same shit. I've I've been following uh I've been following Slow Tie since probably late 2016, early 2017. Whenever whenever you introduced me to um Tea and Biscuit, Sam, that was one of the best finds I've ever made in my life. You only had like a few thousand followers then as well. Well, this is part of when I told you guys about this random search I do by different words, literally typed in biscuits onto YouTube. <laughs> no, no, onto Spotify. And then I was like, fuck is this? I was like, damn. You know what I mean? This is bumping. And yeah, I feel yeah. like the next day, I was like, hey, you got to hear this. Yes, yeah, next level. Next level. So yeah, I've been following him since then and just kind of, you know listening to the various EPs and singles and whatnot, I always thought he delivered, whether it be Jiggle or Disneyland or Ladies, any tunes like that. And then the debut album, I thought was a solid debut. Solid, solid debut. Nothing great about Britain. Nothing great about Britain, yeah. A lot of um, socio-economic, political themes and whatnot. And, um, you know, I thought, okay, this is a good good one to sort of, you know, kick out of the gates with. Um then the whole NME awards thing happened, right? Mm. And uh, and I personally didn't. I mean, we'll, we'll get on to cancel culture. I didn't, you know, I didn't agree with the the reception he got. But I feel like he did the right thing in just stepping back, stepping back from the limelight, focusing on himself. And then as soon as this was announced, being called Tyron, I was like, okay, we're going to get something more introspective, something more personal. Um, but as far as as far as his sort of how I felt about him. I'd, I've always felt he's one of the best of his generation, one of the best of this new generation. And I don't know why I didn't mention that when we did the, the episode before. Yeah, I feel like he, he got slipped under the rug. I forgot completely, but it's like really I know, simply, that's a good point. He's he's so unique. Like what he does is like, no one else can really do what he does. His voice is quite scratchy. Is. And then there's also the fact of like, he's got big features on this album and he does mm. a lot of big features. So it makes me wonder like, what is the machine behind him like? Because he, to get an ASAP Rocky feature ain't cheap. To get a Skepta feature, I assume, is a cheap. You know what I mean? Like, all these things, I'm thinking, like, he's definitely going somewhere that we haven't quite figured out yet. We haven't quite seen that yet. Apparently, the Rocky Connect was quite natural. I was listening to him talking in an interview. Isn't he signed to Org? They have a... Is that their management? Yeah, that's the creative management team. Yeah, yeah. The visuals, but it's basically his label. Oh, okay. Because Slow Tide was saying something about how they met backstage and Rocky came up to him and was like, you know, I fuck with your music. And then apparently Rocky came to a couple of his shows, just was in the back watching his shows. Um, and then through that, they eventually ended up sort of like, well, he sent him a track and Rocky did a verse on it and this and that. So I think he's just, um, like you say, he's unique, isn't he? And I think he's caught on in America, not obviously on a on a mainstream level, but he's worked with a lot of artists like Denzel Curry. And um, I think he's got a relationship with JPEG Mafia as well. Lots of different artists. 
What about you, Theo? Because you you got into him recently, didn't you? Yeah, no, because I was, I was I, yeah, literally, because it was too late for me, man. I, I don't know where. Yeah, that's a big L on my part, man. I just, I just it was only recently. It's only really like the back end um, of 2020 that I heard his name, obviously going about, and I've heard people reacting to him and thought, mm, yeah, who's slow ties? So um, yeah, started listening to st- some stuff after you guys said more about it. And when, uh, like like you said, after I listened to Tea and Biscuits, I mean, that's just that stuff is just just blew, just blew banger. me just blew me away. And then I just went on like a slow tie journey. So I literally listened to absolutely everything before prior to Tyron. And I just think, like you said, I think it's a shame he wasn't mentioned on the previous episode because he is unique and he is like one of the best coming out from mm. this new school. And he's just yeah, yeah. he's just got something about him that is just you just gravitate, gravitate towards. And it's mm. like you said, I had to um refresh my stuff on what happened at the NME Awards and like we'll get onto that later, like you said, but I I do think he took too much hard flack for that because, yeah, it's just it's just ter- terrible. But apart from that, the music and how he is, it's just it's just great. So I went on like a real journey. So I was really excited heading into this album and getting to listen yeah, yeah. to it. For me, Tea and Biscuits is a strong entry to the game. Like, and I'm not I'm not talking about as in oh this is the first track that blew up. I believe this was like one of his first tracks at the time being. Sean were looking. Like looking at him because you know Sean loves to go and like buy music and then look at it and whatever. There was only two tracks out, and uh, I don't remember what the second track was. But uh, what was the second? Ladies. Track? Lost me. Yeah, ladies. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. Because because Tea and Biscuits was out. Tea and Biscuits was out, and then it got taken down, and I was pissed because I was like, I can't listen to it. But Sean was like, Oh, I went and bought it. Like I still can listen to it. Blah blah blah. <laughs> But yeah, it was a strong entry to the game. It was like, for me, it's the, the one, the delivery, which is a big, big part of rapping for me. When we get onto that episode where we talk about, you know, what makes a good rapper and whatever, the delivery and the beat, delivery was hardcore, believed what he was saying. Second of all, the fucking beat, I'd never heard a beat like that before. That beat felt like, I don't know, it, it made me feel panicked when I first heard it because the way it was moving was insane. <laughs> Like I've never heard a bass. Well, okay, I have heard a bass do stuff like that, but I've never heard a bass that driving, that aggressive, with someone actually riding the beat like that. Because even the main yeah. synth sounds like a fucking alarm, like a fire alarm. So it's like the whole thing just induces panic. Yeah, it gets the heart rate up for sure. Oh, de- definitely, definitely gets the heart rate up. I tell you that massively. But then it also shows his versatility as well, because to go from something like tea and biscuits to ladies now, I was thinking, is this one going to land for me? And I was like, no, it actually does. Like a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like real conscious, but not in that kind of contrived way where he's trying to talk about shit he doesn't know about. He's talking about stuff no. that quite literally is just his own experience. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a fly on the wall, basically. It's like he's he's grown up in what appears to be like quite a fucked up sort of upbringing and whatnot. He's got some dark stories and and dark perspectives and that. But it's not, he doesn't, he's not conscious in a what's the word? Like a what's the word? Um I'm trying to think of it uh, like a snooty way, like a. He's not trying to fix it. Do you know what I mean when I say he's not trying to fix it? He's he's obs- he's just observing it. He's just seeing it and go, oh, this is what's happening. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the word now. It's, it's lost me. It's lost yeah, but you know how some people it's forced, mm. like the consciousness is forced that the like oh, the, yeah. the whole like forced wokeness and that he's just like he just exp- yeah pretentious. Yeah. That's the word. He just experienced shit and is talking about it, and mm. he's not trying to sugarcoat it. He's not trying to you know, but you know, 
put in some like wild vocabulary. It's just this is what I went through. And, and you get uh, that you get that from what when you're listening to him, it's definitely not forced. It's just what it's experiencing is his experiences and he's mm. delivering that to the music. You do not get any sort of forced vibe from that at all, which is great. So obviously yeah, yeah. that's what I mean about uh, in terms of the gravitation, really. That's what it's mm. things like that that you gravitate towards. So yeah. naturally, leading on from what we think about him being an observer and you know, quote unquote conscious. I don't really care about the enemies thing, right? Because, okay, I don't know about you guys, but I know personally, yeah, normally I'm quite chill, quite relaxed, you know, but sometimes with, you know, whatever environment I'm in or if with a drink in my system or something, I can get a bit leery, you know what I mean? And I feel like he's very prone to that type. Of, I'm, obviously, I don't know him personally, but I'm saying, I'm saying from what I've seen, you know, he performs in his underpants sometimes. You know what I mean? He, he seems like a very kind of all over the place, off the wall kind of guy. And wild, yeah. From the video I saw when it happened, he was like clearly drunk, and the woman—I don't—I don't, I don't want to say the woman, but whoever that person was, she clearly agitated him, or, or he agitated her. Or, do you know what I mean? Like there was a, there was a moment of awkwardness that mm. on both sides could have been dealt with more professionally, but then he got to him getting like dragged off stage. Or something. It got mad disrespectful. Yeah, got, like, yeah. he was like kicking on people's tables and stuff yeah, like he was, that. Didn't, he was didn't, didn't he? Fr- no, he lost it though, didn't he? He like yeah, threw someone threw something at him. Yeah, and someone he threw, threw something. And... At, yeah, and then he jumped. He threw. He launched something, jumped, and then squared up to them right to their face. And the security had to bring him back. He did lose it, but he was mm. clearly drunk. Clearly, hey, look, drunk. listen, yeah, so, he, he was wrong. He was wrong. Yeah, he fucked up. Um, and I don't condone what he said, what he did, and all that. But do you know what my thing is with with that situation and a lot of sort of these can- cancel culture moments and whatnot. That woman, Catherine Ryan, comedian, very talented, she experienced that. Oh, the American woman or Canadian one. Yeah, and she responded, Canadian, she yeah. responded basically saying her perspective and the fact that they kind of patched it up and that there was no ill feeling and this and that. So she's forgiven him. But the internet has given people this platform where they've, and, and in some ways it's amazing that everyone can just say what they want in this one big room, which is the internet. But, if, if this woman is okay with it, why are all you not? Why are you lot not okay with it? Why do you have to keep bringing it up and why do you have to try and ruin this guy's career? Do you get what I mean? If she's, yeah, if she's cool, exactly. if she's got over it, or if she said she has, then let them sort that situation themselves. You don't have to try and like ruin the guy's career over it. This is the thing. Cancel culture, what happens once you get cancelled, right? For example, like a Wiley now. What is he do? I know music wasn't his main form of income now. Like I'm pretty sure he owns a lot of businesses and all this kind of shit. Like if he had the right types of people around him or was smart enough. But it's like, okay, cool, he's cancelled, he can't be on social media, his music's not streaming. What what do we get out of that? What what not when I say what do we get out of that? The people that cancelled him were never really interested in him prior to this. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So the people that do all this cancelling, 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 it's like they were never interested in, in the subject matter at hand until this moment in time, because it, it's now come across their political, you know, social, whatever radar. And it's like they cancel these people. But they, there's extents. There's there's extents where it's like, okay, cool. There's you know there's there's you know these types of reviews, that types of reviews, saying these types of things and whatever. But it's like, what is the what is the result you want? Because sometimes an apology isn't enough for these people. Mm. And bearing in mind, yes, some things you can't really apologize for. But it's like people change, people change, yeah, yeah. or people have opinions that are different to yours. Like I'm sure I have an opinion that could you know, piss off a whole bunch of people. Everybody in here has an opinion like that. And it's like, okay, maybe you don't, sometimes you, you're meant to have like the intelligence to not say that. But then what's the point in freedom of speech? 
Or mm. do you know what I mean? There's 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 a, there's a fine line between like, okay, yeah, this person should apologize and and change from their actions to like actually you know, get this person all the way the fuck out of here. Even like giving people the space to like learn as well, right? Yeah. How's he supposed to know that that's wrong for him to exactly. do? He's not gonna try Cause it. That's, yeah, because yeah, that's my point. Because it annoys me on the internet because people are acting like you everyone's perfect, that you can't make a mistake. Like, I'm sorry, but everyone makes mistakes, everyone learns from it. Does and slow ties even come out and he said that because he said that on like a podcast with um for um Fantana and he said it like clearly he was wrong and he understood, but he learned from it and he grows as a person because that's what people do. People grow and learn from their mistakes. It's like on the internet now, you can't make a mistake and you make one mistake and that's it, you're one and done you're over and that's it and it shouldn't be like that because there's many people who are not on the main stage that make countless mistakes and they learn from it what what's going to happen to them nothing but because you're on a platform where the whole world can see what you do if you make one mistake that's it you're cancelled it's a load of nonsense really and it's just it's too easy for people to say something so when you're famous a private moment is never really a private moment if you're if you're in the wrong company but then Mm. also say all four of us yeah one of us got drunk and decided, you know, we went to an event or whatever. We got up on stage for whatever reason, started acting Larry. It's not going to go outside of that room. Do you know what I mean? It's really not going to go outside of that room. So whoever's in that room is going to experience it, have whatever experience they want and probably forget about it the next day. But when you're, you know, famous or in the public eye, even the smallest thing you could do in public could fuck up your whole, your whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no excuse yeah. for you to be human anymore. And it's like Sean said, you know, I'm not, I'm not excusing him. I, you know, definitely what he did was was wrong. It's like people, people fall out. People say mean things. You know what I mean? These yeah. things, these things happen. Yeah, yeah. And the last I, thing as well that I would say, sorry, Kieran, is that um, I think for a lot of people, they've never experienced what it is to be a celebrity or in that environment. So, for instance, the way I was feeding on Monday, I wasn't having a good day on Monday. If I was at an award ceremony around hundreds of people with alcohol, drugs in my system, if I'm dealing with things like anxiety, depression, whatever, and then you get put into that scenario, it's, I think a lot of people would wild out like that. They would go, they, they would have a moment like that. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it's like a, I think it's just because the general public are never going to be in an environment where, where they're having a bad day or they're having a bad mental day that that could possibly happen. Do you get what I mean? No, yeah, definitely. But people are—they're not going to see it that way because they're going to turn around and say, "Oh, well, you get paid loads of money. You're supposed to live this life." And that—that is an argument that always frustrates the hell out of me. Just because you got lots of money doesn't mean that you can't be depressed. You can't—you can't have mental issues. You can't suffer in life. Just when you have all that money, you could be like the loneliest person ever. But people don't realize that. And you could really mm. be struggling. Oh, but you've got loads of money. You'll be fine. You can sort yourself out. It's a load of nonsense. And people just yeah. don't realise that. And they're mm. too quick and too easy to say, oh, that person's got a lot of money. He should know better. He should do this. He's fine. But for all we know, Slow Tire could have been battling some massive demons there, has to turn mm. up into an award and has to has to do something. And then it's all come out. We don't know that, mm. do we? Yeah. Well, imagine when you this, listen to this. Imagine the reverse of that. He's been alone for the past two, three, four months. Or, you know, just seeing the same people, seeing the same people. So he's not really voicing these, oh, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. You know, not everyone has the same relationship with their friends where they could say, you know, I'm not feeling yeah. so good. Or do you know what I mean? Shit, shit's a bit terrible. And all it takes is that one, like you said, Theo, that one small thing. And Sean's kind of touched on as well. You take that one small thing, then you explode. And I don't mm. know whether he really exploded because like I said, I, I can't remember the situation properly, but it's like something triggered him. And then from there, it's like months yeah. and months or, you know, days and days of this, yeah, yeah, this yeah. energy is coming out. 
But yeah, Kieran was going to say something and then we no, were I was going to say, it links to like, obviously situationally, like a lot of people would do that, but I feel like linking it to the album, when you listen to it, you're not surprised like in, like this person could have like wild out in that moment just with a bit of alcohol because he's been through a lot of like dark stuff and he mm. shares it like some of the stuff I don't even totally understand but it's like wow what is he going through to say crazy stuff like this um yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah I think this album kind of helps explain because like Fia was saying people don't really give him the chance to like get to know him and I think the first album didn't give me this perspective of him but this one definitely like I feel like I know where he's at now and it it makes sense why that event happened compared to like, so you hear his debut and then you just see this wilding out moment. It's kind of like, what's, what's this guy on kind of thing? But I get it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Most definitely. So the album, the album. Tyron. I think we should let Theo go first, seeing as he's the newest to the, to the slow tie. Okay, well, yeah, like Kieran said, in this album, you learn a lot more about Slow Tie and the experiences that he has definitely been going through because there is just loads of different emotions and feelings that you get from this album. But starting off from the album, not going to lie to you, 45 Smoke, that kind of just, yeah, that, I'm not going to lie, man, that gassed me out. I had to, that, that literally, no word of a lie. Might have almost played that 45 times. Just relap that thing every single time, man. I heard that. I was like, nope, reload that again. Reload that again. I'm like, oh, it took me ages to get on to cancelled. But, oh, that was a strong start for me. And, um, yeah, it's just, it, it just flowed on cancelled, I think. Which, again, we talk about the cancel culture. I think that's a brilliant response. But, again, this is where it annoys me about the internet. People are saying that that's like, oh, why is he making the song cancelled for? Oh, yeah, why are you doing that? That's petty. No, he's sharing his experiences with you, like being cancelled in that moment, what it's feeling like. Like, literally, how are you going to cancel me on something like that? It's, so I love that sort of response, even though it's not one of the strongest songs from the album. I love that he's showing that experience and he's giving that to us and where he was feeling at that sort of moment. And as you're moving... like there's obviously it's clear that there's two sides to the album i'd like to say stylistically as well the fact yeah. that the first side is all in caps and the mm. second side is all lowercase it kind of mm. speaks to not like a bipolar aspect because i don't want to put that on him but it's like the first side of the album reads like a, co a coherent story as in it's like he's on smoke then he got cancelled which was a madness yeah. made him vex then he's like lashing out yeah exactly and the dead part is like oh you know playing with suicide but it's also like the play with fire aspect is that like i can't remember what track was talking about what parts of you know, the way he felt and all that but it's definitely like the the top section of the album was definitely more for me personally like i, I just vibed with that the most interesting yeah interesting. Really interesting like you said you couldn't explain that any better sam really because that that, first yeah, that section really is ex that was really really good how you explained that but personally for me i actually prefer the second half of the album more even though i really enjoyed the first half of the album i was like oh this is good the second half yeah that's that's yeah. where it was for me do you know what it was with a I mean, you can say about the whole album, but you know what it was for the first side for me? Is some of them tracks just, they just felt like they cut too soon. It was just too brief. I wanted more. Oh, like what? Like what? Yeah, I was what, on a, yeah what, what would have been man, one of my favourite tracks if it was like Yeah. But can I just quickly, just to quickly come back to the cancel tune. Um, I guess I'm doing my finger of playing devil's advocate, but you see in the hook, yeah? You see in the hook yeah. where Skeptis says, how are you going to cancel me? Pyramid stage at Glastonbury, all that. Yeah. Only thing is, is I was trying to figure out the sentiment of it. I was trying to figure out like what they're actually saying. And 
And part of me we felt a little bit off where I was like, well, just because you've had all this success doesn't mean you can just do what you want. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Or am yeah, I just yeah. am I going off? Like, no, no. It I, just I, I hear that. I hear that. That's yeah, that skeptic mentality, though. That's the kind of thing skeptic <laughs> would say, right? <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking it that serious. This is this is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. We're forgetting these are rappers. These are rappers, in it. So realistically, when you're a rapper, yeah, surely you have this. As much as you can try, like melt away the whole, like, oh no, I'm just mean. They have big egos. They have these big mm. front. The whole idea of being a rapper is like, I think I'm the best. You can't tell me I'm not the best. Yeah, and, yeah. and so yeah, that, I mean, I take most of what rappers say with a pinch of salt. And with with Skepta, I was taking it more like a tongue in cheek thing. Of it's like, how are you gonna cancel me? You know what I mean? Like, as much as you care yeah, about no, that, I'm no. still gonna get booked to do these these big shows, regardless, because people want to yeah. hear my music. The thing no, is, the me, inherent message though of that song is actually positive, where it's like, um, don't care about people canceling you for no reason, kind of. Thing. Yeah. Like yeah. you've been yeah, yeah. unjustly cancelled. Just like flex of it, make a song mm. about it, because it's like it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. No, no, don't, don't get me wrong. Like me personally, I felt like you said, Sam, tongue in cheek. I didn't take it that serious. But then a little part of me was like, I bet that's kind of what R. Kelly thought. <laughs> like, he was just untouchable. Um, Kieran, what were your thoughts? So, like the first side? The first side, of, like Theo said, it. I prefer the second. And the reason mm. being is I just don't like Vex and Dead at all. Like, I actually, like, I hate those songs a lot. I skip them. I don't, mm. they're not my palette. They grind against me. I get the emotion of the story and the concept that he's gone with the album, but mm. that's not listenable music to me. Um, I don't even like how the flow gets, like, the, the whole tempo gets slow on dead, is it? But it's just, like, yeah, it's just boring it's now, like and it's not palatable. So, like, I'm definitely not listening to this song ever again. I think I've only listened to that song once fully. Okay. What about Mazza? Mazzaine. What's Mazza? Um, no, Ma do you know what? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> uh, curious. What's Mazza? <laughs> no, no, no. no. The, the first three songs are sick. I, I loved those ones. I thought that was a really strong start. Mm. You know what's funny about this album? None of this feels like an attempt at radio. They all feel like just genuine songs that have mm. been yeah. made. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But like Ma Mazza could do quite well on radio because I think ASAP brings that commercial, like weird sound. It feels like Play, it almost feels like a Tierra Wax song, actually. I think, I think you said this before, yeah. No, I definitely hear what you're saying. Mm. Do you hear that? The like, it's, a little, it's a bit kiddie, isn't it? The video for it was really good, too. The video, I liked the video for, for Mazza. <laughs> All of his visuals are mad. Yeah, yeah his visuals on Cancelled are mad. They were yeah, out in the that, forest that, that, and, and killing things and stuff. And yeah. Like, Have you seen it on Jimmy Fallon as well when they... Um, when they oh, performed cancelled because no. that was that was trippy that was that they like skepta got well into character for that man skepta apparently likes the acid don't he he said that a few times like, he's yeah. like, like he's kind of said like just him and asap rocky did i think acid before they recorded their tunes but... i feel like acid's dangerous man that's how you end up you know doing things with your friends that you normally wouldn't think to do i think yeah <laughs> i think the difference though <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't to, you know, I don't have to i don't have to go too far into that yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> don't do acid. Um, do you know what the thing for me is with the first side and the second, and maybe again, it's we've said this before about like being in lockdown and not being able to experience music in certain environments. But mm. I think for one, if I'm sitting in my room, I'm not going to be getting that, I'm not looking to get that gassed or hyped up. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and two, there's just more going on. There's more content in the second half. He's saying more. There's more substance. There's better production um, as well. Better production. And then, and then just for as a fan of Slow Tire, I think he's made better bangers throughout his career than most of that first side. 
most like i feel like the first yeah. section of this album is realistically made to be performed live and yeah. going from what you said yeah i don't think i'd ever want to see slow tie live because i feel like it'd be that touch too dangerous for me you know it'd be moshing <laughs> oh. but like everywhere yeah. would be moshing be, yeah. like, <laughs> but like not, not, oh, not the fun moshing where it's like bit of elbows bit of jumping no, just like, no, unnecessary violence just punching <laughs> punches swinging yeah yeah i'm not i'm not yeah, to be swinging arms everywhere like man. i don't and expect that fine. with rap music i expect that at like indie concerts rock concerts which you know i've been to and i enjoy that type of stuff there because i'm prepared for it mentally but with mm. this, nah, nah, nah. The thing is, though, the first half of this album doesn't actually have anything as moshy as like Doorman from his debut, mm, mm. which I think is like that's proper moshing music. This, yeah, yeah. This album, I feel like Forty Five Smoke energy wise hits that, but not not even tempo. True. Mm. True. 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 Yeah, different. That's very true. Yeah. It's just like aggressive, but also kind of chill in a weird way. It's like it's like, yeah. it's like it grates me. It's a bit like. <laughs> I mean. I, I mean. I, Go ahead, Sam. Sorry. I was gonna say, I mean, for me, the first half of the album, right, comes into a place where it's like, okay, this is how he feels sometimes. And then the second half is like, this is how he feels the rest of the time. Mm. So it's like everybody has these types of moods. Maybe they're not as extreme as, you know, the first side mm. or as extreme as the second side, but everyone has that duality within them. And it's a yeah, yeah. It's an interesting thing to have done with an album. There, there were some little the question, stand up. Though? Sorry. Does, does it work? Is what I was wondering. Sorry. What does what work? The two. The two, the two um, Splitting oh, it like that. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you this as well, actually. Yeah. Um, sorry. You go first, Fitio, and I'll say I'm, uh, what I think. It's it's a tough one, really, because at, at first I thought it it does work, but I can. If anyone was to question it, I can understand where their point is coming from. But I I think. Like because my perception of this album has changed over, the, especially the last few times of listening to it, and um, yeah, it's it's interesting. At first, I thought it, did, it definitely did work because it's like I don't know. You can um, yeah, you got the first side of how he's feeling, like Sam said, some of the time, and then you got the other side, and the two together marry up and they work. But after listening to it more and more and more, I don't know. He could have done something slightly different. He could even release just one half of it just as a single project and then the other mm. as a single as a single project and that's been a topic in my mind of thinking could he have done that and i'm not sure to be honest with you i don't actually know the answer to it but my my mind has changed but making this making this a a double disc right i don't know i don't know what it's like in a physical form but definitely on a streaming service i didn't even i didn't even know it was a double disc you know what i mean it just played through so yeah. it's like to, to do this i guess it's geared towards the physical side of things and maybe like one cover in the or you know like on the cd they might print the artwork maybe one yeah. artwork is different to the other artwork but like i said i haven't seen it to know the, the significance of the yeah. double disc see i think it was fine but it wasn't necessary if that makes sense so like i get why he did it but i think with an album this short double disc maybe wasn't needed and maybe the album would have benefited from kind of being for the themes and the sort of vibes to be merged together and it'd be more of a sort of up and down experience i don't know isn't the album um, about 30 minutes long yeah it's like 35 yeah. minutes it's short yeah yeah because yeah, now i'm yeah. looking at it i'm seeing 14 tracks man that did not feel like 14 tracks when i was listening to it yeah yeah i don't really like it to be honest the split that's why i asked because i feel like I like albums personally that are journeys mm. and I feel like, okay, that's a preference, but then it's like, 
okay, I don't like it, but is it good? But I don't think, I think it's lazy what he's done. Cause it's like, I've made songs in this vibe. I've made songs in this vibe because I'm just feeling down here and I'm feeling energetic here. Mm. He hasn't thought like, oh, let's tell a story that tells a journey. I feel like the only journey moment is played with fires, kind of mm. emotional, like downbeat-ish mm. on the up-tempo side. So yeah. it's like, that's the bit, the transitional moment. And I think like subject wise, like the stuff he says throughout the album, as it goes, it kind of makes more sense as it keeps going along. But I feel like there's no musical journey. It's just like, I'm feeling all this way here and I'm feeling all this way here. And like the only thing that helped me get from there to there's played with fire. Like there was no other like character progression moment or anything like that. True. But I'd also, I would, I'd like to say that with his first album where he, uh, did the double disc. It was more like the double disc had songs that already come out. Yeah, it was a bonus disc. So it made more sense. But now it's like, I've done the double disc thing again, but it's not the same vibe. It's like, these are two different Mm. projects. Like Dio said, it's two completely different things. But to, 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 like, just to kind of clarify, I I liked the first side. I just really liked the second side. Mm. If that makes sense. You know, this Mm. I didn't think it was bad at all. Um, There were standout moments like the, did anyone pick up the little Fuji's line in Skepta's verse? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was nice. Yeah, was yeah. Nice. Stuff like that. And then Mazza was, had a bit yeah. more going on. There was a bit more substance to it. Like, he, you know, I mean, he actually says something kind of wild. He says, feeling like these drugs made me better than I was, but I never felt love before the drugs. That's like, yeah. what? Mm. What? Yeah, mm. how could you feel that way? Just yeah, it's just stuff like that. Is like it cuts kind of deep, but then like you say, Vex and what was what could have been special, but it was yeah. just far too short. I don't know why um, he cut that. Uh, I don't yeah. because you get you, the the problem is you get to what, and I'm just in the Bible. I'm like yes, and then it's just over, and you're like really. But isn't that like, like, one of the best songs? Isn't that like kind of in the title of like you know like when someone says like what it's a it's a yeah, very it's a point. short jerky kind of thing of like what? Mm, so that, yeah. that's what this is. It's kind of like a a, a kind of jab and then it's gone yeah Look, the one thing i'll give him is i think he was trying to convey a, f- a sense of um well look he the the first half of the album is aggressive it's it's ignorant it's it's kind of mad and it definitely sounds that way like if he's, if he's going through this crazy sort of time in his head that the first the first side of the album does convey that so i'll give that to him and then like you said i, I reckon uh what was it called play with fire mm. or just mm. fire um, that was probably fire, the play best, with fire, yeah. yeah. That was probably the best track on the first side, and also it was a it was a good transition to the second, and that's what made it mm. I think feel like that continu- sorry a continuous album rather than like two distinct sides because mm-hmm. it just kind of flowed nicely into the the next track, which to me was I, I know we're sort of skipping into side B, but I tried is well, that's major, isn't it? It's what great, What's big tune? That kind of reminded me a little bit of like a hint of old Kanye. With the kind of soulful, high-pitched, soulful production style. Mm. It wasn't at all, but it just, I just got the vibe from it where I was like, oh, this is this is a little bit Kanye-ish, but damn, that was a heavy track as well. Heavy track. The stuff he's saying in that. He's actually, this is a thing as well, Slow Tie gets a lot of credit for his energy and for his flow and things like that, but his pen is actually really good. Like He's, a, he's actually a really good songwriter. Really good. You know, on the next track, Focus, Mm. did anyone Mm. notice James Blake's backing vocals on that? No. It's sick. I thought it was a sample. I thought it was a sample. No, I I was thinking like, I swear this is like that James Blake, like chipmunk voice. And then 
I checked and yeah, he did some backing. I didn't realize that. Oh, good spot there. I thought like. Yeah. Yeah, so do you think those those songs with James Blake and Mount Kimby came out of a James Blake session? Because you know, slow ties on a, Defo. a James Blake Defo. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. James Blake's got bars too. Oh, this is I leave a dent in my car to remind me of what I could have lost. Yeah. Bars. <laughs> bars. I love that. But yeah, I tried his his incredible band. Incredible. He said something on there and I was like, oh shit, I actually feel quite sad for you right now. He said, we feel cracks of broken homes with broken dreams and broken bones. If walls could scream, ears would bleed. You've got to keep them clean. Could say it's dread, but I guess it's just what many need. I can't even relate to that though. That's just that's so dark. I don't know what he went through, but... It literally paints like a very graphic picture of what his surroundings yeah. were like. Yeah. And it's really yeah. unsettling. Which is... Trust one thing I want to say about Slow Tires, right? You know, with the whole horrorcore aspect of things that Eminem gets into and, and Tyler gets into, mm, he gets yeah. into this, but it's like the lyrics aren't saying it explicitly. But if you were to do visuals for it, it does. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's funny you say horror, going back to the first side. There's that bit in uh, Cancelled where it's like an old style horror film just yeah. before one of the verses like that. I, can't, I don't know what noise it is, but it's really cool that bit. I want to ask you about the next track. Bitch, I'm back on my coma. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next track, Terms. Oh, we skipped focus. Skip focus, man. Oh, I skipped focus. Yeah, I'm looking at the video. I like focus. Yeah, exactly. Oh wait, I thought Kieran. I thought Kieran. I feel like we kind of covered it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it was it was one of my favorite beats. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, exactly. Kieran's done with that one. Yeah. Um. Well, focus. It was one of my favorite beats, but I felt again like a lot of it was just a bit brief. It just kind of, I don't know. I wanted more from it, but. No, I would have been bored if it was longer. Oh really? That's why you yeah. didn't want to discuss well, focus. Okay, on yeah, to terms. On to terms. On to the next. On to the next one then. Terms. I don't feel. <laughs> terms. Now I'm I'm fine with, but at the time I was. It was my my the most disappointing track on the album because there's no. I accidentally saw. I accidentally saw the feature because you know I'm trying to not do that. I'm trying to not look at the track list. I saw Denzel Curry. Yeah. I thought I need that Denzel Curry verse, and that verse never came. What was first three or four listens? I'm still to this waiting album. for it. I still no, listen to it, it, waiting for it to come. Like I'm I've missed it. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. Is Dominic Fike American then? Canadian, I think. Okay, I've never heard of him. Because I was like, this doesn't sound like Denzel Curry. Then I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa the song's over. So I, mean, I, had to, I, I had to search where Denzel Curry was. He's on the bridge. I, I was yeah, like, doing what? Where, where, screwed bit. Yeah, I, I think. That don't count. I know. Now I'm fine with it as a feature. But well, now I, I I'm mean, fine I know with it. it does, but I mean, you I'm okay might with be it fine now. with it. I'm not. That's like when Timberland still... no, no, no. features when he just I came, that I came to terms with it. Do you know what I mean? I came to terms oh, with nice it. Oh, nice one. Yeah. See what you Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thinking he can do that slightly. <laughs> oh, man. And then Push. Push. I feel like, Kieran, that's a track that you would like. No, I definitely love that one. That's one yeah, of my favorites. I thought so. And do you know what that one reminded me of a little bit, just a little bit, was. Um, the Phoebe Bridger track on Cuddy's album. Mm. Again, don't ask yeah. me to tell you why in depth, but I just immediately thought of that song. I think it's just that moment when he's being like brutally honest. Like he's not like meandering around being emotional in this side. Like this is like no. him saying now, yeah, this is that deep album. I'll give you a good chorus that makes you feel some mm. type of way. Mm. Then yeah, nice guitar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
NHS. One of the best singles. That was that a album. really hot single. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one yeah. of his best songs, I think. And that, that, I feel like that might go down as one of his standout tracks. Like when people look at Slow Tie in 10, 15 years' time, I think that will be one of the ones that makes the lists and gets spoken about. Is it dedicated to the NHS? Like, I always get confused. Like, how does this song relate at the end when I he's mean, like, Mitch, this is for It's literally just about <laughs> the clap for the NHS line that, that he's proper just yeah. dragged but, the title or, out. Or is it the subject matter as well? Because he's saying like, you know how it's like this or that, and it's like how some people can take the NHS for granted. You could tie the whole song in towards the yeah. NHS. I know he only mentions the NHS in the middle, but it's actually, clever. when you when you actually listen to the whole song, you could tie everything to the NHS. People take the NHS for granted. We're now mm. going for coronavirus. They're doing a massive job. Yeah, this is this this is where it is. So you could actually tie it because I was thinking that. Then when you actually deep it. Yeah, this is one of the this is one of the first times in a kind of UK album where I've had a moment where I was like, oh, this is very creative. You know when he's asking all these questions in his verses of you know like what's mm. a feather to a mattress? What's yeah, a that was to sick. A yeah, and then the second verse he does it for like the whole entire verse, which I didn't really clock yep. until just now. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's something because you don't just freestyle that. You sit down and you think about that. No, the question no, I think true. like the questions he's asking on that. I can't even like deep without reading them because then yeah. he's asking really complex questions. They're not like yep. simple yeah. ones you just yeah. think about. Like he's really like sat and thought. But like, it's like what... a, it's an abuse cycle too. Because yeah. like, if anyone's seen Rick and Morty, it's like Rick without Morty. It's like Rick mm-hmm. Rick abuses Morty, mm-hmm. but without Morty, he's nothing. Lil Wayne without Cody, not going to yeah. get the same music. But it's yeah. like Lil exactly. Wayne nearly died off the Cody. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The theme is duality, isn't it? That's what it is. I think mm. it's it's the you know the good and bad and that and the the lines for me that were, that kind of, it's, it's, a, it's an important message, I think, as well, and it resonated with me, was he says, good with a bad, I'm happy being sad, say less, why are you stressed, thinking about what's next gonna make you depressed, all the best shit's got scratches on the surface, what's a flight without turbulence, and he goes on, but it's, it's true, it's like sometimes you get into that mindset where you've had a load of shit happen to you, and then things quieten down, but then you start thinking, well, when's the next bad thing gonna happen? And it's like, you shouldn't really think like that because no, exactly. nothing's perfect. You know, not, all, all the great things in life, or, or say that, let's, let's relate it to like some of the greatest musicians or the greatest sportsmen or whatever. It wasn't easy for them. Mm. You know, they had to fail to get to where they came, to where, to where they ended up being. And it's an imp- I just think it's an important message, man. It's a very, very, very good song. And again, what you just said there, again, you could tie it to the NHS. The NHS mm-hmm. is not perfect, yeah. but... Without it, where where will we be in this country? Mm. And that's, and that's the genius the of the whole, song. That's where you can tie the whole message to the NHS. And that's a yes, that's the beauty of the song. Is when I thought about it like that, that's like, oh wow, that's actually really creative. That's really, really special, actually. Because when I first listened to it, I was thinking, what's this got to do with the NHS? Then I actually listened and like followed the lyrics and listened to it deeply and then understood. And it's actually really, really clever what he's done. Yeah, yeah. And feel away. Yeah. Feel away, feel is, away a, is, is another one. Beautiful. But do you know that what? Is, it, yeah. That's one that I'm still trying to figure out because, by the way, the video for that is incredible. Haven't Have you seen, seen the video? I didn't know there were so Fuck. many videos for this. I've only seen the videos for the first side. The video is insane. But the, the thing for me is, is do, you, do you know the song's dedicated to his Yeah, it's dedicated to his brother, brother, but I can't, I can't get the link, though. I've been trying that's to what really... I'm that's what I've really tried what to listen brother, to it and dead? understand the link. He's here. I think he had a baby brother that passed away at like one or something oh, like that. Okay. Something yeah. like that. I, I don't something want to, to do mess it up because like it's really dark. Muscle dis, um, dis, he had a, strong, some sort of yeah, condition. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to try and say that. But I've me. really tried to understand where that song fits because it is dedicated to his younger brother and I can't make that link yet. 
The only because to me, I, I don't know. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. To me, it sounds like it's a it's a song about a relationship. But that's what it's. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree with you. Exactly. But then you watch the video, and there's the whole giving birth bit. I've seen. I've to be honest, I'm not sat with the whole video. I've seen clips of it because it's related. It's like, um, yeah, I've seen clips. I, I need but, to sit and watch the whole video properly. Actually, but it's like he takes to, he takes his his woman to to you know go into labour, but then he ends up in the bed giving birth and then she's there with like she's at, like getting a bit like you know flirty with a doctor and there's all this mad stuff going on then the, the baby is a cake it's like it's it's so wild man it's so wild but i'm like Theo. i'm trying to figure out like how it's a dedication but it could be one of those afterthought things where you just say yeah it's dedicated to my brother because I, d- I don't i don't <laughs> see the link at all i thought it was about a relationship i guess it's, it's kind of like yeah. him making that song helped him just release that emotion even if he's not like lyrically speaking that yeah. release like he's just like feeling away that pain mm. that he had mm. losing yeah yeah and like uh, we we mentioned it we touched on it briefly but james james blake man he amazing yeah he's <laughs> so he's phenomenal i love that <laughs> so good and then i i like mount kimby do any of you also listen to mount kimby a little I bit. I think I listened to their yeah. first album because you've not forced me to, but you kind of flung it my way. <laughs> you, you pushed them a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Sean, Sean flung it my way once. We were chilling at his and he was like, yo, no, listen to this. I was like, this is bad. But mm. past that, no, I haven't really kept up with. Is it a group or is it a person? It's a group. Well, it's, it's a, a duo, duo right? Yeah. yeah. I thought Mount Kimby yeah. was a black guy, but turns out it's just two white dudes. So, mm. no, no. Now they come from the sort of uh, dance electronic world, but they've they've collaborated with a few different artists like King Crawl and Slow Tire, James Blake. Yeah, they're interesting, and they haven't dropped an album in a while, so hopefully they they do this year. Um, and then the ending. What did you lot think of ADHD? I fucking loved it, but I love no, that song. Oh, it's, it's one of my it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Mm-hmm. ADHD. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. Songs, yeah. Song did, did it really land? It's an amazing ending. I, for me, when I say it didn't really land, it was like oh. This is how you've ended the album. Mm. It, I know you guys are saying it's a great ending, but for me, I was just a bit like, not, "Were you expecting like a bang at the end? Some something not climactic, but definitely something that kind of tied everything in together." I don't know if, if it felt like it tied in both sides for you guys, but then I, I get, get like, what you mean. Mm. I, it, I didn't think like the story's over when I heard ADHD. Nah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, no, I agree. With, yeah, so, definitely nah. agree. With it goes that. back to what Sean said about you know if the album was better, not mixed, but as in you know intermingled and mm. and told a story. Maybe mm. I would have felt like ADHD makes a good ending, but for me it's just kind of like, mm. oh okay, because because after that you just started playing like you know songs that come after, mm. you know other slow tie songs. I was like, oh, this is the end of the album. Then I was like, I guess it's because this is quite an autobiographical album, yeah. and like his life's obviously not over, his story's not over, so it's like it doesn't mm. make sense to conclude his story. But mm. that doesn't serve the purpose for a good listening experience in the sequence. Do you know what I interpreted it differently? I I um. One of you mentioned something about like kind of being in a cycle with a mental state. I can't remember who said it. The way it ended for me, I felt like I could have easily just went back into 45 Smoke. Just straight like bang, straight back into that vibe. Because it felt like at the end of that track, he's like, he's shouting, he's like back yeah, in that he, well, he's, Yeah, scatty, mm. aggressive. aggressive yeah, yeah, like chaotic mind state and then bang, 45 Smoke. So it's like going in that cycle. That's that's the way I interpreted, interpreted it. But um, that's making sense. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's an interesting take. Actually, I never thought of it like that way. You, because you, yeah. But I guess with endings comes beginnings. Then, so what's next for Slow Tie? I feel like his next album is going to be a high. If if he you know makes it through his issues and whatever it gets to where he needs to get to mentally, 
could be an amazing piece of work. I think he'll probably do a higher profile album next, like bigger features, because this was big features, but he's got that attention. Like I know Brockhampton like him. I mm. see them tweeting a few times. I'm, so. I'm not even saying about in feature yeah. words. I mean, like as in maybe we will, we will get that cohesive body of work type vibe because nothing great about Britain kind of had that oh, the elements yeah, of yeah, cohesive yeah. types, mm. you know, a cohesive type of work. Mm. But this was kind of like a, not a passion piece, but you know what I mean? It was like a very emotive piece. So then when mm. the two come together, mm-hmm. that should... He's got it in him. Yeah, that yeah. should and could be yeah. the next album. Something that would be, yeah. you know, classic status maybe. Yeah. I think for me, because he's always been introspective and he's always spoken about his life and his upbringing and whatnot, I'm at this point where I'm like, what what more can you say? So it's like, for me, it's like, I kind of want him to go away for a little while, live a bit of life and come back with either new experiences or have a go at something really sort of conceptual. That's kind of what mm. I want to see. I like conceptual, I said, he's a great, I think. Yeah, he's a great writer and I think he could really do something. And, and like I said about Nothing Great About Britain, it was very much, um, you know, there were political, socio-economic themes throughout and whatnot. But um, it was still very personal too. Like something like Northampton's Child, a very personal track. So yeah, maybe just like, and I don't mean it in a rude way. I mean, just like, you know, take a few years out, you know, live some life, do some touring and then come back with something. Yeah, because you could bring fresh, yeah, fresh new ideas to the table. Like, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. He... Yeah, because I don't know if I want another Nothing Great About Britain or Tyrant. Like, they're, they're great they're going to be great pieces within his discography, but I feel like, I don't know, maybe something new. You want to see progression, um, basically. Mm. Yeah, because that's mm. the thing with this. It's like, I wouldn't say he, it's, it's, I wouldn't say this was a step down from the first album, but I didn't, there's no concept. He didn't step no, up. If it was progression. It's not a, no, no. I yeah. yeah, there's no concept. Yeah. No. Definitely. That's what I was saying. It's more, this is more of an emotive piece. Like he felt like he had to yeah, get yeah. this out. Yeah. And especially to drop mm. this, in a time like now, where there's there's no way to perform it live, there's no way to really, do you know what I mean, like, what's it called? Um, you know, perform and feel out this album. I guess it's the perfect time to drop it because if he dropped this and tried to tour this album, what does that really look like? You know, does that look good? Does that look interesting? Probably not. So I'm thinking maybe, I don't know, maybe he's kind of banking on the fact that this this album can kind of come out, fans will listen to it, and then it can go away. And by this time next year he could have dropped something else or dropped a few more singles and whatever that will kind of bolster up his his yeah, yeah. future in music or his his kind of future plans. Yeah, I feel like some hot singles would probably do him good, but like Sean said, maybe not an album for a little while. Yeah, just just sit and get rest. Some, yeah, take some time just assess yourself. Like you said, like Sean said, live your life and get new ideas, get fresh ideas so that you can come back and make a complete... I'm not saying this is not complete, but like a complete, co- like a, well, a cohesive body of work. Just because it's there, and you know, Slow Ty can do it. So I just think he needs to go away, and then just it will come together. Right, yeah, potential top threes, fave three tracks, please. For me, Focus, ADHD, and um, I tried all second siders. Okay. Yep. Well, Kieran, uh, Mazza, Push, and Feel Away. Okay. I had I had fire and I tried. I like them two just next to each other as well. And I'll say ADHD because I I've had NHS a while. I'll try and avoid the singles. So fire, I tried ADHD. That's not free. Mine's Vex played with fire and I tried. 
I tried. I tried is going to be on the end of my end of year playlist. I think. I think it's going to stay. I haven't put any of this on my playlist. Yeah, oh, yeah. really. That's true. Because yeah. uh, it's so short. If I'm going to listen to it, realistically, I'm just going to play the whole thing, like for mm. now, anyways. But Fair I haven't. Yeah. I haven't taken any of it off yet. Did you get the chuckles reference on I tried, Sean? Yes. Yes. I did, yeah. Yeah, and it was the, I mean, it wasn't very subtle, but the, the little bit at the yeah. beginning about being Sunday League, but I'm Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there were lots of good lines in this. So what about scores? Theo, what was your score? Well, I think it's a solid piece of work, so I'm going to rate it an 8 out of 10. So it's, um, yeah, solid. I could, it, it, it's a good, good body of work. Um, didn't blow me away, but still solid all the same. So, yeah, a solid 8 for me. Nice. Kieran, what about you? Oh, wait. Um, I did fuck up my job. <laughs> I, I gave it 7.9. 7. I felt like there was really high heights, but there was like some low lows and middling stuff as well. So. Fair enough. I, I, I'm also an 8. I, I almost gave it 7.9 because I was a little bit butthurt about the whole Denzel Curry thing, but I'm over it. I'm over it. It's an 8. It scrapes an 8. For me, 7.6. Um, just Ooh. because it's, you know, it's good. It's not great, but it's good. And it's like Kieran said, the highs are high, the lows are low. So it's like a, a middle of the road type thing. It could have been an eight, but I'm I'm really harsh sometimes on things. Like if I don't love, love something, I can't give it an above a certain score in my head. It's a 7.9. Don't that's know how the that's same coming. as the Metacritic score, actually. Woo! Sean Michael at the Guardian. Make sure you email Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you email Sean at theguardian.com uh, to get all your music heard, guys. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine an article comes out in a couple years' time, like you know, like these random emails have been sent through to this this email address. Like there's a, there is a Sean at the Guardian getting all these emails. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be funny.